guys, it is Friday morning, um, so today I got Christy Data on, um, in a couple days this will be loaded up on YouTube, so check it out, um, so what I really like about Christy, you know, she is a phenomenal, uh, woman in her community and outside of her community, she travels all over the country, um, she helps veterans, um, and she helps cancer patients, um, so, you know, just in the month that I've known her, she's helped me with uh, my nutrition and eating more healthy, just the motivation that she gives me. Um, and she hasn't put anything on me to do that. Just talking with her and the vibe that she brings is, is pretty powerful. So I really hope you guys enjoy this one. Um, she's going to talk about her Girl Gang Day event. Uh, so if you're in New York, check it out. Thanks and enjoy. I can't hear you. Are you muted? Can you hear me now? Yes, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I wasn't muted, but my volume on my mic was. Oh, so, yeah, kind of, I was muted. Um, sorry about that. Okay, it is recording this time, so. <laughs> Good. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, thank you for doing this again. And thank you for doing it early. Um, my four o'clock. No, this totally works out. You have no idea. I'm like, yes. Perfect. Cool. Well, then I was meant to be. So the universe is playing out. Right on. So who are you? What do you do? Love this question. I am a human being. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, hi everybody. My name's Christy. I am 46 years old. I live in New York City, and I am a full-time medical device sales manager. But what I really get lit up about, and what I'm super passionate about, is helping people transform their lives physically, financially, and emotionally. I'm also a fitness competitor training with a pro boxer. I was a division one athlete for women's volleyball. So kind of addicted to fitness and the healthy lifestyle. Yes. Uh, getting to know you a little bit better um, and more over the month that uh, we've been talking, you, uh, you've been a positive influence on my eating. I've gone out and eat Ooh. healthier food without telling you. And that one day when I sent you a picture, I, uh, I finally owned up to it, so you've been slowly turning the gears and uh, eating habits and nutrition, so. Nice. Thank you. I should thank you for that, yes. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Sorry if I turn a little bit and I have a 45-pound bulldog puppy that is really excited mama's home <laughs> for the day. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You're taking care of your animal, and, you know, why not? So... <laughs> <clears throat> Let's talk about your uh, your medical job. Sure. I have been with this company for about 12 years. And so what I do is I work with reconstructive plastic surgeons that um, do free tissue transfers, post-cancer, trauma, wound care, or burn. So they'll harvest healthy tissue from one portion of the body and transfer it to the next. And I 
um, cell A tissue monitoring system that actually monitors the oxygen saturation in the tissue to make sure it's surviving. Okay. So I'm in and out of the operating room all day long in different parts of the country. So that's why I travel a lot. <laughs> right on. Yeah, you what you uh, stepped out for like 20 minutes to do a Instagram live in your scrubs. I did. I sure did. And it's funny, I did a post about that today. Like, some of the things I post are, you know, obviously photographed by a professional, or you'll see me with a group of people, you know, posting after a fun workout. But today, I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna post about me being in my normal everyday gear, which is hospital scrubs. <laughs> right? I was gonna yeah. ask, like, a lot of your pictures are, the quality is really good. I was gonna ask you about that, like, you done that yourself? Like, what's going on there? How do you have time to take all those photos? <laughs> so a couple of them, especially the ones in um, fitness gear, those were definitely taken by a photographer. And some of the other lifestyle photos were taken by a photographer. But most of the time, I just take them myself. Like, they're, or I ha I'll ask somebody. I, I just, I have no fear of just saying, hey, can you take a picture of me really quick? <laughs> So there's one actually that some a lady actually started dying laughing. It was on my birthday, and I treated myself to a couple of sweet treats, and I sat right down in front of the big case in Whole Foods of cookies and cupcakes and stuff. And she's like, "Really? You want to take your picture here?" I'm like, "Yes, I want people to know that I do sometimes indulge in things that aren't normally on the diet plan." <laughs> hey, not everyone's perfect. No, there's no such thing. That's <laughs> nah, a fantasy. Right. <laughs> So, how old were you when you started playing volleyball? Um, oh my gosh, how old are you when you're in seventh grade? Like yeah. 12, yeah. Okay. So, I've always played organized sports. That started at a very young age. Um, fourth grade is when I had my first taste of team, um, team sports. So, I started a youth girls basketball league. It was pretty incredible. I was told... Um, the, how the story goes and how I vividly remember it, there was a PE class was letting out and all the boys were signing up in front of the coaches or the PE teacher's office and they were signing up on this sheet and I'm like, oh, what's this? And they're like, oh, it's for basketball tryouts. And I got in line and the PE coach was like, well, Christy, this is for boys only. Girls can't play this. And I'm like, but we just did it in gym class. Like, why can't girls play? Right. So I took it up to, you know, I talked to my um, fourth grade teacher and he had just learned about in history and economics or, not, or social studies, whatever you called it back then, about petitions and how powerful they can be. And she's like, well, what did we just learn about in class? And, and I said, do you think I could do that? She's like, well, let's see what we can put together. So, of course, in my fourth grade language, I wrote out, I want to play basketball. Please sign this. <laughs> and she's like, well, let's fix this a little bit. And we ended up creating this youth girls basketball league, and it's—I think it's still there, actually. That's awesome. It's really cool. That's yeah. cool. So I don't like to be told no. <laughs> what? Especially if you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, would you identify yourself as more of an entrepreneur or more uh, like a fitness trainer coach? I'm a little bit of both. I do have my certified um, personal training, um, I guess, I don't know if it's called a licensor. I'm just a certificate with the letters are. Yeah, okay. I have my certificate. I just renewed it. I also just got certified as a sports nutrition specialist, which I love. And uh, 
I've done group fitness classes. I've taught spin, um, spin classes out in Denver and then moving back to New York city with my lifestyle. It just is, it's too hectic for me to try and do that and travel the way I do. But what I really love doing is meeting people where they're at, um, whether it's physically or, um, nutritionally and seeing if there's a way that I can help them. So I love coaching people. I think it's, it's more conducive to my current lifestyle. Um, I do feel like I'm a growing entrepreneur, but I was definitely raised in that paycheck to paycheck, nine to five, keep the same job till you're a hundred years old and retire with the gold watch mentality. My parents were definitely in that genre. Yeah. And I think, you know, like even like my grandparents are definitely in that genre. Um, which doesn't make any sense because like you don't get any experience when you stick with the same job. And I don't know, like that just seems boring as fuck to me. But like, that's how people were and that's okay. Like whatever. But that for me, that that just seems boring. Like, um, if I'm not working for myself and then like, I'm always looking for something better or like I want to buy into the business or like if they don't want to do that, then I'm like over here and I got like 30,000 things going on. Really, it's only like six, but it feels like 30 in my head. Right. (laughs) (laughs) um, I would say I got a little bit of the entrepreneurial bug, I think, from my dad, because even though he worked a nine-to-five job, he was like the neighborhood guy that had the snow plow, or he would go split extra wood for people. So I grew up in kind of upstate New York, where it's a little more rural. I didn't grow up in the city. And then my mom, you know, she had a little bit of the entrepreneurial bug. She had, I think, a fruit stand we tried once. I love it. I <laughs> love then, it. And uh, she, well, actually, it's funny. She did, it's not funny. She walked away from teaching, and she went into the real estate business in the late 80s, early 90s, when things were going pretty well. Yeah. And then the market kind of took a turn for the worse, and I think it scared both my parents that, that you shouldn't step outside the box because when my that real estate market crashed, my mom had given up her tenure. She was a school teacher. And so she had to go back to waiting tables and being a substitute teacher because she walked away and gave so much up. It's it's and I think that scared both of them that they told us to just get a good job and stay with it. Like yeah. don't, don't try anything different. Even because they tried and, and quote unquote failed, but you know, they should have learned from it and just kept kept down the path and made some different choices but that's you know yeah. they're here and they're there <laughs> yeah exactly everyone has their own experience but like i know that i've you know started a business and i've lost it all but like that doesn't like scare me to go do it again it right. gives me motivation and then i learn from those experiences on what i should and should not do so i don't know maybe it's just easier for me since i'm single with no kids but like me too <laughs> Well, I have a child. I have a four-legged child. child. <laughs> yeah. Last time I had a pet, I don't know, when I was like 12 and they ate themselves. They were fish, so maybe I shouldn't, like, get a pet. They kind of traumatized me, to be totally honest. I, I was so excited. I was like, I finally got a fish. Like, these are mine. And then, like, I went and played basketball or something, came home, and, like, they attacked each other so oh my gosh so somebody at the pet store didn't do a good job of explaining how to put them not together oh man they probably did and i was like i don't care i got fish i'm so excited (laughs) but anyways um so when did you start uh competing in the bodybuilding 
a year ago, actually, when I turned 45. A year ago. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. It's pretty brand new for this girl. So every year I try and challenge myself with um, a fitness challenge. And what a better way to kind of scare the crap out of yourself by putting on a super tiny bikini and some plastic heels and prancing around on stage saying, judge me. <laughs> so it turned into so much more than that. Um, yes, it was great, you know, the physical challenge, but I feel like, you know, dialing in the nutrition, staying disciplined, consistency, and just like, it really taught me a lot about myself and what I'm capable of. And I did really well. My first show was in December of 2017. And then I did my second show in Denver in June. And I did really well again, which I was really pumped about. <laughs> and then I went to my first national show and there were a lot of other things that, you know, kind of added stress my body wasn't responding so I kind of bombed and I was really disappointed and it did a little bit of a number on my head but I was like you know what I just need to walk away from this for a little bit and then after really just sitting and being present with it and what I wanted to do and accomplish with this and why I'm doing it this time around I'm like I, there's no stopping me so my first show is I start prep on Monday April 1st and my first show is in upstate New York on June 22nd and then we'll see where the national stage pops up first so okay so about 12 weeks program. away yeah oh yeah hell yeah that's exciting. It is exciting that's exciting so you know for anyone I'm sure to go up on stage and basically be wearing nothing in front of hundreds or X amount of people, depending on how big the competition is, it's probably lots of fear, lots of anxiety. Do you have any of those struggles that you've dealt with or any other personal struggles that you've dealt with? Yes. Yeah, so I read an amazing book by this beautiful author, um, Mel Robbins, called The Five-Second Rule. And I just absolutely love her. I'm listening to another one of her books right now on Audible. And in the five second rule, she talks about fear and anxiety. And she talked about a couple of times when um, she was about to go on stage or do something that was out of her comfort zone. So physiologically, the body experiences fear and excitement. It's the same physiological response. The difference is what you're saying to yourself. So one of the things I took away from one of her um, podcasts and one of her and the book was when you are feeling the fear, just shift your self-talk to, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. So I felt like that little kid's, um, <laughs> the train, the little train that could, I felt like that when I was going on stage, because I would say in my head, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, instead of like, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. <laughs> so I, I've trained my brain to, like, and I'm doing this tomorrow, because I have a big presentation tomorrow that I'm super excited about, but I've never done anything like this in front of a big corporation before. So I've got that tomorrow. So all I'm going to do is just, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, struggles. Yeah. Yeah. I do battle anxiety even today. Um, I know that I've been working with a couple of different coaches and breathing methods, but I do have anxiety. Um, and it's just a mindset change. I feel like, and it's a practice to create a new habit around it. And I have had, um, in college, I suffered with a really severe eating disorder and which turned into some body image issues. So that was not fun. Um, I was a raging bulimic for almost five years, and it was uh, it had a lot to do with control. Most eating disorders are about control, um, not so much the the way you look kind of thing. But it was I felt like at college so much stuff was out of my control. This was the one thing I could, and it kind of and it stemmed from being told that 
if I didn't weigh a certain amount, then I couldn't play and I'd have to run extra and do all of these things. And yeah, so that kind of happened, but much better now. And I'm grateful that it happened because it gives me, it gives me a much better appreciation for my health, for how to coach people, to put myself in a relatable place where if someone is struggling with something, how to, you know, guide them to get help. I'm not a medical professional by any means. So the one thing I can say to anybody out there that is that suffers from one or is headed down that path to please reach out to someone that is able to help you because the long-term effects can be very detrimental to your health. Yeah. Very detrimental. Most definitely. Like I've never like gone bulimic or anything, but uh, you know, when I first started working out, I was like a hundred pounds, 19 years old. And I always wanted to get to this weight. If I was at this number of weight, then I'll be okay. And like, I was like halfway there and then I started using steroids. And I like, before I started using them, my buddies were like, oh, once you do this, like you're never gonna be able to look at yourself the same. Once you come off, I'm like, I won't get addicted. I'll be okay, like shut up. I'll just do it once. And then I went on this like two, three year process of using steroids on and off because I would look a certain way and I'd come down and like mentally I was not who I was. Like it fucks with me so much in the head and that's what I was going through. That's what I've been going through the last couple of months. Like I've came off my last cycle and I just like, cause I need to stop doing this stuff. Like, you know, with my drug addiction and everything else, like on a mental level, I wasn't sleeping. I was going crazy. You know, my, it felt like I was like bipolar, which I may or may not be bipolar depending on, what doctor you ask, but um, it just, it's going crazy. So like, I'm like, do I go in, you know, more lean fitness or do I just continue to go like the more natural powerlifting um, state? Because I've always been like, I'm just going to do steroids and well, not always, but I've just been, I'm going to do steroids and fucking eat like shit because I can do that with that, with how old I am. But now I'm like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. One, it's too expensive. Two, like, I'm just going to get more addicted to them. And, like, the second I come off of them, I'm, like, I feel like I'm 100 pounds again. But, really, I've lost seven pounds, and I feel like I lost it all. And it, it fucks with me so much mentally. So I can relate with that um, on a certain level. Um, maybe not the controlling part, but, like, just it, mentally, I'm like, fuck, I got to fix. I got to fix this. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. But, like, I, I really got to look at inside and say that hey i am good enough i'm perfect just the way you are and i was talking to my mentors today about this um exactly because i just told him like hey i'm probably gonna go on another cycle and he's just like well like why like why are you gonna do it like I, like the re only reason i went to the gym was to get bigger it wasn't for my health benefits it wasn't for any of that so now i really need to hone in on the health and fitness part of it and not just because I want to be bigger. Like I got to start leveling myself. So, and somehow you wandered into my life and you specialize in that. <laughs> so I think it uh, is about time I hop on the healthy train and not just go eat at McDonald's after I deadlift. So <laughs> I would say the universe puts people in your life for a specific reason. And I think I know why mine, my path crossed yours. Yeah, most definitely. For sure. Um, so, but that's the other, oh. that's the other big piece about, you know, I definitely had those moments of, um, oh my God, I'm crushing my stage day and I look amazing, but I also know myself well enough that I 
told myself this is for one day. This is this is your best for one day. Like this is not sustainable, and you can do your best to maintain what your what your healthy weight is and what you need to do to stay healthy longevity wise. So, I think for me, being 46 years old and knowing the consequences of reenacting behavior that I was doing in my 20s could be so much more severe. And I've just created this, I guess, mindset of this is for athletic performance. This is what this is. But your everyday life, you have to be okay with, you may not be 10% body fat and 138 pounds. Your normal weight is maybe 17% and you're 145 to 150 pounds. It's, and you have to just be okay with that. And I just, I love the challenge of seeing how the body can change. But I also love the fact that I have chosen coaches from my last season and this season that refuse to work with anybody that does anything illegal or steroids or any crazy crash yo-yo dieting because they've seen it being in that, that particular training arena how women have destroyed their hormonal systems, how men have, you know, just killed their testosterone levels. And, you know, I'm very grateful that, you know, the nutrition system that I use and the company I align with, I would, I'm able to still continue the same, pretty much the same, I guess, routine I follow now with minor tweaks of pulling some things in and out of my diet plan. But yeah, I understand where your head's at, but I also, I, I see who you are as a human being and you have to kind of create a way to value what's on the inside and not just the outside because it's, it's always changing. I mean, I'm not in the same body that I was yesterday. I'm not going to be in the same body today in 10 years. It's just not there, but I'm going to do everything I possibly can to maintain my health so I can be at a high functioning level. And, you know, being at a high functioning level with your body and your mind, like, what does that do for you? Nothing like it. Like, it's just, I even look at some of the women in my age group and, and they've given up. They're like, God, I'm already 45. So (laughs) like, they've just kind of, there's, they've settled like, Oh, I'm 45. I guess I'm supposed to feel like this. Like my, my one big vision that I have is to change the mindset that feeling like shit is normal and feeling like crap is normal. Cause if you think about it, how many times a day do you ask somebody, Hey man, how's it going? Uh, okay. Feel like crap. I'm tired. It's not, it doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. And it's a, it's a few simple shifts of what's in between your ears and what you're putting in your mouth and how you move your body every day. It really is. And I think people have just succumbed to running to the doctor for this pill or, well, I guess it's the way it's going to be. So I can't change. Like it's a very fixed mindset versus a growth mindset that you can actually make some small changes, create some new habits, and it literally can change your life. It can transform your life. That's you're absolutely right. I like how you mentioned habits. So what are some of your morning habits that you do? So I get up every morning and before my feet even hit the ground, I hug the dog because, 
who sleeps in my armpit. <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> so he sleeps with his mama, and I just hug him really quick, and I say, you know, I'm grateful for five things. It could be I'm grateful for my health, I'm grateful for sleep, I'm grateful for, you know, a roof over my head, and then I get up, start my day, I'll make, uh, I'll get him taken care of, and then I have this amazing journal called the Five Second Journal because I'm obsessed with Mel Robbins. And so every morning I write in this and it's just basically how you can, um, like you wake up and it's got like almost like a gas gauge and she has five different options to choose from. So you have to pick one. And then why do you feel that way? What can energize you for the day? What's your biggest focus? Why is that important to you? What's one step you can take towards it? What are you grateful for? When are you going to stop working? Like it's this whole little thing. And I've been doing this now for gosh, 90 days and I love this journal. So I have to buy a new one. It's almost full. That's awesome. And then, you know, I get my day started. I, you know, I, the night before, I've always got to know what's going on. Um, I have a team call every morning at 8.30. And I get to see some beautiful, empowered females and men that are just on the same path that I am as far as, you know, not only transforming their own lives, but helping others do the same. And then I also have a personal journal. And something I've shifted, um, I listened to a podcast by Brendan Burchard where he had featured um, Rachel Hollis. So her two big books are Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing. Okay. And, I know. Okay. Yeah. She's got a pretty powerful um, podcast that she did uh, that Brendan Burchard posted about. And I listened to it a few times. And so in the journal, I would just kind of write down my emotions. But now she's kind of instilled this new habit of writing down the things that you are working on, but that write them in the sense that they've already come true and how you feel about it and how grateful you are about it. So instead of saying, I want to be debt free, or I want to win my pro card, or I want to, you know, lose 15 pounds, start writing out that you already have accomplished that goal. And slowly but surely you're changing your mental process of, the actions you're taking every day towards that goal that you've already written down that you've reached, which is pretty dang cool. So I do that as well. That's usually my morning routine and coffee is a must. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny how most of the stuff you just talked about, um, when my mentor was telling me pretty much the exact same thing you just said this morning. And then uh, while I was texting you, see if you could do this earlier, um, on the background, I was listening to those motivational podcasts with like Elliot Hulse, was a mix of a bunch of people, and Mel Robbins came on, and her part was exactly what you said. And I was like, wow, that's, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. My first interview, um, I was like wondering, like, what am I going to talk about? And like, I didn't tell anyone that I listened to Brene Brown. And the gentleman sitting across the table from me starts talking about Brene Brown and I have a notebook like, he can't see my notebook and I'm like how I just like how the universe like works out like we're on the same page here cool we're on the same level we're talking about the same stuff we're both like-minded people and I love that and I love following you on Instagram like honestly I didn't know you lived in New York because it looks like you're in California Miami Denver like, well, where aren't you so <laughs> you told me Let's see, I'm not in Montana <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, get over here. <laughs> I've never been to Montana ever in my life. Really? Well, fair enough. It's one of, it's one of the. So I've, I think I've been about just about to every single, um, every single state. Okay, we're just gonna do this. <laughs> I love this it. This is all he wants. I love this it. This is all he wants. 
<laughs> he wants to just sit in mama's lap. Um, so yeah, I haven't been to the Dakotas, Montana. Uh, yeah, I think I've been to just about everywhere else. But yeah, those are some of the states I haven't been to before. Well, <laughs> hopefully when we get that event, hopefully this summer we can get an event going and you fly out. So, and talking about events, let's talk about yours coming up this weekend. So I've had, I, I, this has been in the works now. It came out of my mouth, I want to say, eh, around the holidays last year. I've always okay. wanted to bring together women that have an expertise in something, A, that I don't, that I can learn from, mm -hmm. and B, that they have a foundation of serving and empowering others like that's what's in their core that's one of their core values is empowerment and integrity and serving others like those are a few of the things that i look for in the women i surround myself with and i just i i met one of my, my girlfriends from denver her sister lives here and we got to you know meet up and hang out and chat and she's just this incredible new york city fitness influencer instructor like just a beautiful soul and we both connect on the fact that we struggled with a major eating disorder and you know what changed for us and so she's kind of a, a great support system for me as, as well when we both have those moments of <sighs> and she just launched a new um workout program called flipside new york so if you follow brooke ashley mullen on instagram or at flipside ny you can check her out She's actually leading the workout for Girl Gang Day. So I'm bringing together some of the top females in their field for women's nutrition, holistic recovery, and mental fitness. Like, I just, I can't imagine, like, a more powerhouse morning to start your Saturday off with. So it's in New York City, March 30th, from 8.30 to 10.30. Um, great swag bags. Two huge sponsors that I'm super proud to be aligned with. Um, Defiance Fuel, so I love them. Check them out. They have an incredible water formulation that's actually really good for intra and extracellular hydration in your cells. It's pretty dang cool what they do with it. And um, so they've donated all the water for the event. And then Alana Athletica, who I'm just blown away by how amazing this company is. So they're just getting started. And they want to be known as the social <clears throat> impact company in athleisure. So basically... It, when you come to the event Girl Gang Day, you can fill out a small little three by five card, write a letter of empowerment, and Alana Athletica will give you a pair of their leggings, which are valued at around $100. And what they do is they partner with a, um, a nonprofit called Emerge. And so the women that manufacture the leggings are in this safe housing situation and they are also helping, you know, manufacture these gar the garments and, and the leggings. Anyway, so they actually are all female abuse survivors. They age range from 10 to 21 years old. And so whenever you purchase and or Alana Athletica sends out a pair of leggings, they either get four hours of tutoring, they get job training or self-defense training. So I'm That's really awesome. excited to partner with them. It's they have been over the top helpful. Um, I can't say enough about them and I know that they will be my my go-to for any future events because I just feel like what they're doing is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do they sell any uh, any products for men or are they just mainly female based? 
Right now, it's just they just they're just getting started. Um, it's most it's just female yeah. leggings, and yeah. each legging has a different theme to it. So it's pretty cool. This month is about empowerment, which is the same month that <laughs> same theme for this month for me too. That's awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't know if you've been listening to any of my podcasts, but a few times I have mentioned that I want a free pair of leggings because I can't go to the event. So. <laughs> Well, we can work on that. We can work on that. You just got to send me your size, and then you definitely have to post on Instagram. <laughs> oh, done. Fucking done. I'll do it right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, never mind. I can't. Because, yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, you know, if you had a message to the world or a message to the younger version of you, what would, uh, what would it be? I would say... Oh God, you got to believe in yourself. You got to believe you're capable of anything you put your heart and your mind to. It's got to start from within. That's awesome. That is awesome. I love it. Because I have cool. to say that to myself. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. You bet. You bet. So. God, find your tribe, find your girl gang, find, find your guy gang, find, find those people that support you, encourage you, challenge you to grow and want to see you shine. And I'm so blessed every day that I have that kind of community of men and women in my life. Very blessed. I love it. So, you know, I, uh, before we wrap this up, I wanted to ask you when you were going through in your 20s, uh, your eating disorder relapses, like, did you have anyone that helped you walk through that? Or like, how did you accomplish that or get over that? Or, and now you probably maybe still struggle with it on a daily basis today, but not in an aspect, but how did you overcome that is what I'm trying to ask. So I, it was something that was one of the, one of my teammates told on me. So at first I, I was so freaking mad at her but she essentially saved my life I feel like and you know I did the I tried doing the counseling thing and and I think it just got to the point where I I just after one bout of it and it was the sixth or seventh time that I had done it that day had, had binged and then purged I just kind of looked at myself in the mirror and I was like oh my god what am I doing and I don't know if it's divinely inspired. The universe just kind of stopped me, but I did not go through traditional. Um, I didn't go. I didn't go to a traditional rehab center or anything like that. I just something inside me said, "If you do this one more time, you're gonna die." And I just stopped. And I still struggle every once in a while. Um, you know, I try not to get down the uh, the Instagram scroll scroll hole and look at all these fitness competitors and everything else. And I'm just every day now when I look at my body or I feel like I'm, I'm not where I want to be, or if I'm start to do the tear, tear down portion of just ripping myself apart, I'm like, hold on a second. Think of five things right now that you love about the way you look or love about what your body does for you and just shift into gratitude, like immediately shift into gratitude and it changes everything, changes all of it. I love it. Love it. Okay, so I gotta ask, what is what's that what's that uh, poster 
behind you? Oh, it stand, It says character. So it's it's got um, character is the first word, and then bravery, compassion, courage, creativity, curiosity, enthusiasm, fairness, forgiveness, gratitude, honesty, humility, humor, independence, kindness, leadership, love, optimism, perspective, prudence, self-control, social awareness, spirituality, and teamwork. So that's I love that. One of my business partners sent that to me, and so that's I awesome. love it. That's yeah. awesome. When we first talked, I saw that and I was like, "Well, oh, that's interesting." So I, I had to ask. I had to. So yeah. uh, I keep stuff like that around, and then I have some other things that are over here, are on my walls. So my office is kind of my my go to place of okay, I get energy from here. This is where I create energy. This is my place to help people, and so I put I try to put as many empowering things as I can around me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I uh, write like my goals, like my weekly goals on my bathroom mirror. And then I have like little notes, like be productive. You are good enough or stuff like that. Or like my book right by my bed. So I'm like, okay, I got to read that, put that on our alarms on my phone. Because like, if I don't have that stuff like surrounding me and all the negativity from social media and life and all this other stuff will be overwhelmed by it. And I'm pretty soon I'm depressed. I'm not going to, to the gym, I'm looking for outlets and other sources, and then pretty soon I end up homeless in Vegas like I did. So, um, anyways, I know you said that you're kind of on a time budget. So, uh, do you have any last words that you want to say to anyone? Man, if if you're in the New York City area, please come to Girl Gang Day. We would love to have you. Tickets are on Eventbrite. They're twenty five dollars. Um, follow this man right here. <laughs> none of your business because you are pretty powerful you have no idea how you inspire me every day you really do well thank all you the challenges all the challenges and things that we've we've all you know invited into our lives hello sorry i think i lost you sorry about that i got a phone call whoops oh, okay the internet on the side was like for a second, it was kind of like, hey, you might lose service. I'm like, stop. So I thought that <laughs> no. happened. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I just said how grateful I am for you and for having me on here. And I truly appreciate the message you're trying to put out in the world because I think that it needs a lot more of us. Well, thank you. Thank you. And you inspire me. Like, that's one reason why I reached out to you. Just like you're, you know, you're a strong, independent woman, just crushing it. And in the month that I've got to know you, you know, besides that one time that you know about, you've inspired me to eat healthier, drink more water. So, and then uh, it looks like the little path that I'll be taking. For, so we'll talk about that more. But again, I appreciate yeah. you and I want to thank you for your time and the message that you're doing for the women. Um, that, that's awesome. So I just want to acknowledge you for that because you do an awesome job in that. So, Good luck this weekend. You have an awesome day, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? <laughs> okay, thanks. All right, bye.